Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Christopher Boozy. He's the founder and CEO of Bot Sentinel. We had such a good time the last time he was on the show. I know we're going to have a good time this time, even though we're talking like about the end of the world. <laughs> anyway, before I get into my conversation with Christopher Boozy, I always try to keep these intros short. I do have a tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going. If you enjoy today's conversation, take a look at the About page. Check out some of my past guests. You'll see most of the time I talk to political people, but occasionally I interview actors because I used to be one. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup up. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up with Me, a show for patrons only after each free show. Check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com slash startmeup. You can make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I've included a link that allows you to donate through PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes slash Apple podcast store, become a subscriber, it's free, and while you're there, please rate the show and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Christopher Boozy. Welcome back to the show, Christopher. Thank you for inviting me back. <laughs> we had such a good time the last time. So I thought, well, since the world is ending, let's um, have some fun, you know, before it's yeah. all over. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, I'm in a weird, I'm, I'm in a good mood today. And I, I, you know, I think I know why. There's a combination of reasons. But it has nothing to do with the fact of what I'm seeing happen in the world that's horrible and devastating and I'll save my bad mood for another day because it's nice to be in a good mood for like once <laughs> yeah it's been a while since I've been in a real good mood but uh yeah <laughs> I'm happy to hear you are well I think I, I kind of made myself in a good mood and so that's a whole nother show which actually I did talk about on my patrons only show today so FYI people um if you're interested that's uh, all the information is on my patreon but uh, you know, I asked you prior to this interview or conversation, I could say, I should say, because it's more of a conversation. I asked you for certain because you were like, I got all kinds of stuff to talk about. So I said, well, <laughs> send me over some stuff and we'll talk about it. So let's just start. We've talked about I've talked about this on my show a lot. Um, but one of the things that you wrote was kids going back to school. Oh, and that God. is very stressful. So uh, d d you're a father. How old is your child? Oh, I got three kids. Oh, you got uh, three kids. Yes, I do. Uh, one is an adult, and uh, my my um, she just turned two, Liam. And then Liam. my yeah, my youngest daughter. She just turned twelve. Okay. Um. So she's she's at the school age where you know, she's supposed to go back and we're not mm -hmm. letting her go back. I don't blame uh, you. I would oh, do yeah. that. I, I would do that. You know, I understand there are parents out there who don't, you know, they have to go to work. Yeah. Um, luckily, we are right now still working from home. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't have someone to, mm -hmm. you know, watch their child while they're at work. Yeah. Um, so for, for many people, you know, having their child stay home is not an option. So I completely understand that. But at the same time, when you have the Delta um, variant that's raging out of control, mm -hmm. um, we are now seeing more kids. Uh, you know, a report that just came out that over a quarter of a million children uh, contracted COVID within one week. Wow. Um, you know, that's 
that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then to put our child out, she, you know, she is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we are concerned about is our two-year-old, where she goes to school, God forbid, mm-hmm. um, she does uh, get to a breakthrough, mm-hmm. brings it home, and the, then he contracts it. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't get him vaccinated anytime right. soon because they're right. So that's what we are really concerned about. And, and quite frankly, she is also... Uh, concerned and she's having anxiety about going back as well and we, we just don't want to force her oh my god that that's so scary and terrifying as parents I can't even imagine I mean I have a different situation where my niece is seven and she's obviously not yet vaccinated but she's often around my older you know I mean my dad and my stepmom and my dad just had surgery he also had a heart attack a couple of months ago plus oh he got gosh. he got over cancer but I mean, you know, he's got issues and he just got a third vac. He got the booster. And I know part of the reason he was so eager to get that booster uh, was because I mentioned that I don't feel comfortable seeing my niece until she's vaccinated, which makes me feel crappy. But I don't want to give it to my mom or I don't want to like be asymptomatic and not know it and give it to her. And, you know, I mean, she's got for the most part, she's safe. You know, her parent, her dad had COVID, plus he's been inoculated, so he's pretty much bulletproof. And now my dad has a third booster. My stepmom took Moderna, which I took, and I, that lasts for about eight months, and they're all careful, but she's back at school. And, you know, it's like you were saying, there could be a breakthrough case, and even, you know, there, if you're young enough and you're healthy enough, it doesn't guarantee you're not going to die, but the chances, if you're vaccinated, of not going to the hospital and dying, you know, you're probably not going to die. You're, you're probably just going to get sick. Um, right. But with my mom, I don't know. She's 74, and I don't want to even risk that, you know? Right. So it's, right. I, I can't even imagine what it's like to have a two-year-old and have to deal with this because what are you going to freaking do? Right. That's extremely scary. scary. It's scary. Um, And, you know, I lost my mom to COVID. Oh, my Um, God. I'm so sorry. Thank you. And, you know, our daughter, she's just, she's, she's scared. And, and I don't, I don't blame her. And, you know, and she's like me, you know, we watch the news together a lot. She sees a lot of stuff that's online. Mm -hmm. Um, So she is, she, she has a lot of anxiety. Um, Thankfully the school is working with us um, Mm -hmm. because to be quite frank with you, you know, a lot of the teachers, a lot of the principals are not agreeing because we're in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. They're not agreeing with the governor here Mm -hmm. who, who happens to be a Democrat who who banned uh, virtual learning? Um, oh my God! Oh yeah, there's no option this year for virtual learning. So if you have a child, or you know, if you're in that type of uh, situation, um, the only options you have is either you send your child to school and hope that they don't contract the virus, or you unenroll them and you uh, you know pretty much teach them yourself, yeah. uh, homeschool them, right. or you know, do some type of um, paid virtual type of school Mm. where it's, you know, all online. Uh, But the school is working with us. uh, Thank God. Um, And, you know, once again, a lot of other parents don't have these options. And I just worry that, um, you know, but, but on the flip side of this, um, I think as 
you know, next couple of weeks, maybe, maybe next, you know, month or so, uh, hopefully Governor Murphy comes to his senses mm-hmm. and then and starts to allow the virtual learning um, again, right. because we're already seeing uh, here in New Jersey, there's already been an outbreak with staff. Um, okay. This is before school opened. Right. Um, so I, I think he, he's going to cave into the pressure and give parents the option. Wow. Oh my God. I mean, it's just, it's so frightening because right now, I I mean, I think, I don't know that every single school in the country has started back up, but a a good, a good portion have now that it's after Labor Day. So I think probably all of them have. So if not all of them, there are very few left. I think two weeks from now, it's going to start to get disgusting and ugly. Like what we were seeing in January of last year, only this time it's going to be kids. Well, I predicted this already. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's not just me. Quite a bit of us on, you know, Twitter and yeah. social media, who've been paying close attention to this, who looks at the data, analyze the data, and we predicted this. And and yes. and I, and, you know, and it's not like you know, I don't want to say, oh, well, you know, I told you so, right? But it's mind-boggling to me that you know, the people that we trust, you know, our elected officials, uh, school boards, things of that nature could not understand or foresee that, look, this is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the Delta variant is on the rise. It was on the rise two months ago. And, you know, we're preparing to send our kids back to school. Why in God's name would you think it's a good idea to allow kids to come back without masks? You know, yeah. why do you think it's okay to let, you know, kids under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated come back? Um, it's just mind boggling to is. me. Um, yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, I, I get a little upset because we put everything, you know, I mean, being a liberal on the Republicans, but let's be honest, mm-hmm. there are some democratic states oh, that are, yes. yeah, that are just like, okay, what the hell? Let's, let's give it a chance and, and let's see. Um, yeah, Oregon. Oregon is kind of fucked up because I just saw there <laughs> there was an order uh, an article. There was an article that I just posted that uh, I think it was something like you know the Oregon PD threw a hissy fit, so they don't want to get vaccinated. They're they're saying they're going to revolt, and it looks like right. they may get their way that they don't have to get vaccinated. And that's a blue state, but you know I will say I, I can't say that I know this for sure, but I've heard that there are a lot of white supremacists in Oregon. And then I know there's a bunch of crunchy granola types, which I don't really like that word, but you know what? That's what they are. They think that there's somebody specifically that I know personally who I've talked about on the show before. I don't say their name, but this one particular guy who I just, I, I kind of go to his Facebook page just to hate read what he's going to write because he's so fucking um, condescending as if he knows more than anybody. And he posted this thing about how, oh, if you just eat, eat like lots of fruits and vegetables and take your vitamins, your body's going to be able to fight it off. And this person has a newborn. And I, and I feel like I get so angry and he's absolute, he was like a Bernie supporter. So he's not a Republican, but you know, is he a Democrat? No, he's, I guess he's an independent, but you know, he's not a mega. So it's, you know, while the majority of these people are kind of in the right wing Kool-Aid group, there's a bunch of Democrats, and also there are Democrats in my own family who, right. okay, they're responsible in that they got vaccinated, 
but even pre-vaccination, I've had people that were my family members and they hated Trump and they were, they seemed reasonable. And in the fucking medical profession, they were out in restaurants with little kids before the vaccination was even here. Right. I'm like, what are you thinking? Okay. So there's, there's quite a few things going on here. Um, so, so one, um, so you, you have obviously people who are pushing a lot of this anti-vax crap. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, yeah, let's just call it, they're, they're just batshit. Um, yeah. But there are also people who have the vaccine hesitancy for, for yeah. a lot of legitimate reasons. Yes. Now, I, I tell people all the time, look, the vaccine is safe. Um, you know, we've probably now had the largest trial in American and probably world history with so many people taking this vaccination. It is safe. It's safe to use. You know, I could understand several months ago, people were a bit nervous, but now we have the data coming in. It's safe. Yeah. Now, you know, do some people have side effects from it? Yes, mm-hmm. obviously. That's with anything. I mean, yes. if you take ibuprofen, you're going to have side effects. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, you know, so, you know, nothing is perfect. Um, but you know, even in New York, for example, you had the the police union and the police officers pushing back against being vaccinated mm-hmm. because a lot of this disinformation that's being put out there about the vaccine um, vaccine it's it's taking hold. Um, you know, I see this every single day, and the problem that we're having, um, you know, not just here in the United States but across the globe. Is that you know you're you're not seeing governments you're not seeing and I, and I and I love Biden but his even his administration are not pushing back effectively enough mm-hmm. against this disinformation and people are out there just you know they're getting bombarded with all this information you know it's safe it's not safe it could cause heart problems no it really doesn't cause heart, mm-hmm. heart problems so they opt to just you know why, why take the risk mm-hmm. you know I'll just eat fruit you know they listen to <laughs> right nut, you know nut cases or <laughs> no I I'm gonna take some uh ivermectin right um which is absolutely insane and we'll get into that in a bit yeah um so you know, I, anyone who's listening to this, and you know, look, I'm not a, a a healthcare professional. I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you, my my better half, she works for a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company that developed one of the uh, blood products to treat COVID. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I can tell you for a fact. Plus, she's that... totally hot, so I just had to say that. She's <laughs> <laughs> she's you, gonna make. She's gonna hear this, and she's gonna. She's gonna when she hears that. Um, but I can tell you that it's safe. Um, but like I tweeted the other day, you know, when you have, and, and this is the other thing I want to talk to you about because it's driving me nuts. And I guess we could segue kind of into this. Yeah. Uh, th- there are a lot of folks who are now treating the pandemic as if it's over. Right. Um, and they are not looking at the data. They're not looking at the cases, the number of cases we have now. Mm-hmm are significantly higher mm-hmm. than they were the same time last year. Yes. Um, you know, so, you know, although, thank goodness, uh, you know, we've, we've got better treatment, we have the ventilators, um, people are still getting sick, people are still dying. Mm-hmm. The pandemic is not over. And what a, a lot of the public don't realize is that this particular virus mutates, you know, pretty rapidly. Yes. Um, and we're going to get a mutation that is resistant yes. to the vaccines mm-hmm. that may be a bit 
deadlier or you know a, a bit more potent in terms of uh, transmission. Um, so the the longer this lingers around, mm -hmm. the worse it's going to get for us. Yeah. Um, so once again, with my better half. Um, at her, her, where she's employed at, they had protocols in place even before the pandemic in case a pandemic came, came about what they wow. were going to yeah. do, X, Y, and Z. And those same protocols that they were using a year ago, they're still using now. They're still internally uh, expecting it to get worse. Yeah. Um, so when I look at her, her company and how they're treating it versus the general public, oh, yeah. it's mind-boggling uh, to me. Um, so yeah, um, so one of the other things um, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, over the weekend, we saw the football games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes, we did. <laughs> arm to arm, like shoulder to shoulder, arms around each other, thousands of people. Kill. Um, I, I mean, I know you, we, we are allowed to curse here of and I try not to, I try to, I, try <laughs> I, to I always try to curse. <laughs> I have to say this, what the actual fuck, exactly. what is happening here? <laughs> what, I, I, I don't get it anymore. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, oh, you know, my boyfriend is so pissed. It, he was retweeting those videos of people in the stadiums, literally swaying back and forth, arm to arm, like fucking idiots. And he's so upset and he's, you know, he's so resentful and I don't blame him. So am I, because it's keeping us from, this could have been fucking over. If you look at New Zealand and how they yeah. treat every, every time there is a threat, one person gets COVID, there's a lockdown for three days or whatever right. it is, like a week, because they, they are keeping COVID from, you know, spreading and mutating there. They're just not letting it happen. And obviously, this is a much bigger country, and we're dealing with this politically divisive, just toxic climate. I, I can't even imagine uh, what would happen if Joe Biden, like, let's say the worst case scenario happens, like you just said, and there is a mutation that the vaccines can't protect us from. I can't see any other option than a lockdown for right. a certain period of time. And if that happens... It's, you know, it's going to freak out so many people because obviously not only is it going to be uncomfortable and inconvenient, it's going to affect the economy. And we right. certainly cannot afford to, you know, we've already got to deal with Afghanistan and, and, and his poll numbers with that, which I think will bounce back eventually because we're so far out. But right. I think that with, you know, shutting the country down, you're going to piss a lot of people off, even a lot of the independents and conservatives who voted for Biden because they didn't like Trump. Maybe they voted red down ticket, but they voted for Biden. That's going to piss them off. And so what's the answer? What happens when we get that? I mean, that's really a scary thought. And then you see these people and you're right. It's like they're treating it like the pandemic is over and they're, it's just maddening. Um. You know, it, you know, part of it is strategic um, in terms of the Republicans. They know exactly mm -hmm. what they're doing. Um, and they know that by encouraging people to go out and live your life, oh, the pandemic is yes. over. They know that that's not true, but they know that he's the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not no, some wild. So it's this is this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. No, I hear people all the time say, you know, why is DeSantis doing this? You know, why is Governor Abbott, you know, why why are these 
people doing this. You know, it's a death cult. No, mm -hmm. this is political. It's strategic. Yes, it is. Um, because if you if you allow the the virus to rage out of control, at some point you do have to do a shutdown. Mm -hmm. And they know that will that will hurt Biden a lot. Mm -hmm. But what they're what but now I will I will put this out there. What they're not looking at, and I think you know. You know, I hate doing predictions where we're so far out, but mm -hmm. that can also backfire on them because, mm -hmm. yes, you know, you, you, as Biden says, the buck stops with me. Right. But even with um, DeSantis, Governor uh, DeSantis, uh, I, I hate calling him Governor DeSantis, he doesn't really behave like a, you know, a governor. Um, but numbers are, are starting to drop. Yeah. Um, thank God. And, and, and because people are not dumb, they understand what's happening. They know that he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And they also have questions. Um, so I think by allowing this to rage on and, and being strategic about it, I don't think it's gonna have the outcome that you know people think it's mm -hmm. good, you know, because look, let, let's take the election really quickly. You know, they were screwing around with the mail and they yes. thought by doing that, yep. that was gonna work in their favor. Yeah. It did not. It, it did backfired not. on them. Um, so when you play around with people's lives like this, I, I just don't think it's going to have the outcome that they think it's going to have. No, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope you're right. But you know what? We have to take a quick break, and we will be right back after this commercial message. Okay, we're back. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that this backfires. Uh, I, I do believe, you know, I posted the other day, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick, but I posted, maybe I, no, maybe I can, I didn't post it here, but DeSantis and Abbott, these, I keep seeing liberals saying they're stupid. I think, I, I, I didn't hear Abbott say this, but I, I think he said that they were going to end rape or something. Oh, and yeah, um, I hate fucking, I hate him. But, um, <sighs> And then I saw somebody say, oh, oh, he's so stupid. He's not stupid. These people are not stupid. Now, they may not be the kind of smart people that choose the right direction and, and, and do what's best for people. They're not smart in that way because they clearly have an agenda that is very selfish and very specific to what they want, wh whether they're, it's career or money or power and all that. Um, right. So I, I totally get the idea that they might not have smarts in certain areas, but it is such a, a mistake. It is such a gross underestimate, uh, like, uh, how can I, uh, I want to say estimation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the way you say it. estimation. A gross, right. un, uh, you know, people are giving them basically cover by calling them stupid. They are not stupid. They are, this is strategic, and they want what they want and it's very difficult to try to understand like is it that because like I was thinking maybe that DeSantis wanted and wait let me back up because Scott Dworkin was on the show and he felt this was his theory that Trump wanted more people more MAGAs to be murdered by Capitol Police during the insurrection so that he could point to the Capitol Police and say they're killing us. Now, I don't know if that's what he wanted, neither does Scott, but Scott thinks that that's the case, and I would not be surprised if it were true. Um, um, I, I believe that. Yeah, I, I mean, believe. I think it's very possible. 
Yeah, I believe what he wanted to do was pretty much, uh, you know, initiate like martial law or something. Yes, he wanted, and then he wanted to be able to point to the evil Democratic Capitol Police and say, look, they're killing MAGAs. This is against MAGA. This is against you. And so, like with Ron DeSantis, understanding that schools are starting and threatening to defund schools that have a mask mandate, uh, to me, I can't help but think that his strategy is let the kids die and then we'll blame Biden. Right. And I believe he is that evil. Yeah, it's, it's what they're trying because, look... They don't have much left in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, this country, you know, c- contrary to what is tried, you know, what's portrayed in the news, this country is quickly moving away from the Republicans. It yeah. really is, um, and they know this. So they are trying everything from voter suppression to <laughs> insurrections, uh, claiming that elections were stolen. I, I mean, everything gerrymandering to try to hold on to power. Um, so what we're seeing now with with Abbott and, and, and DeSantis, or we're, we're seeing what the Republican Party has morphed into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- this is the party now. You know, the 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 um, what, what is her name again? Um, Marjorie or whatever. Oh, Marjorie, three names. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Lauren Boebert, Bo- Boebert or whatever. Yeah. You, thank you, um, <laughs> Josh Hawley. Yeah, these people are the Republican Party now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the outliers. They are the Republican mm-hmm. Party. And the people that you see that are going to be running uh, for the midterms are more QAnon nuts, more yes. radicals. Yeah. And, and, and look, I call them on, on Twitter, domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. I call them um, the American Taliban. Now, you know, there's some, there are some, um, you know, Muslims who say, listen, that's, that's Islamic phobia. And I explained to them, look, we are not attacking Islam. We're not attacking Muslims. We're we're comparing them to, you know, religious radicals, um, and that's what the Taliban is, and that's what these Republicans that are doing this are. Um, you know, when you look at the the Texas abortion law, I mean, what what can you compare it to? Um, so I don't want people to think that when we say stuff like that, that we're attacking Islam, that we're attacking Muslims. No, we're just talking about the Taliban and we're talking about Republicans who are behaving like them. Now, you know, some of my Muslim friends say, well, just call them, you know, radical Christians and, mm-hmm. and all that. And, and I guess, and that's, and that's true too yeah. as well. Um, but when, when you look at the abortion law, for example, and you say to yourself like, well, how can you pass something like this and then still expect to get reelected? Yeah. But that's, you know, why? Because the people, they're pandering to people now who, once again, they're extremists. Yes. You know, this is, they're, they're um, trying to appeal to the, the low, lowest common denominator mm-hmm. that they possibly can um, because they know that they can't, they can't appeal to people who are thinking, you know, with their head and not, you know, you know, re- religious fanatics. They're, yes. they're not, you know, so I, I just don't know. Like, you know, I usually try to have all the answers. I usually try to do predictions. And I think the last time I was on your show, you know, I predicted that, you know, Democrats will hold the House. They will right. hold the I'm not really so confident about that. Um, I, I'm not either. I'm not either. And 
I do think that there is more that can be done, you know, and it's funny because I say that online and then you get all the defensive Democrats who think that if you want more from your party that you're attacking them. And it's like, no, it's not attacking. I think Joe Biden is a great president. He surprised me and how wonderful he is. But I think one of the, I mean, he's got a boatload of issues. It's like Obama inherited like an unbelievable problem. That's nothing compared to what Biden inherited. And I mean, four years of George or eight years of George Bush compared to four years of that orange fuck face. It's like unbelievable the amount of shit that Joe Biden has inherited. So I get that he has a lot to deal with. And I get that, unfortunately, there isn't a real Democratic majority. And I think there are things that they could do that would be beneficial and I keep getting what makes me so fucking angry is I, I, I post what I think is beneficial and I'll go into that in a second I've said it on the show a million times but I get blowback from Democrats going they're never going to pay attention so like one of the things I think Biden could do is weekly or bi-weekly fireside chats I think he should sit in front of a camera and talk to the American people in the plain way that he knows how so well and just explain what's happening and he doesn't have to come He's going to get attacked, but he doesn't have to come from a full-blown partisan point of view. He can come. The president has a lot of influence, and if he just says, here's what the Democrats are trying to do, here's what the Republicans are trying to do, here's what the Democrats are trying to do, and Republicans are stopping them from doing it, and here are the the Republicans that are trying to do a good job, here are the Democrats that are holding things up, and he could call out whoever, he can praise whoever, he could do both, and... You know, and then the thing is, is if he explains it in very plain language so that even people who are not political and not paying attention would understand, I think that he would get news coverage from this. He would piss off Fox News and they'd be raging about it. And then MSNBC and CNN would be talking about the rage from Fox News. And basically more and more people, because you'd have local news, a lot of people just watch no local news. So you have people who are watching local news getting clips of these fireside chats and the, and the president explaining. So, of course, it would piss off the GOP base. But half the country doesn't vote. So that's who Democrats should be appealing to. They should be talking to and Democratic leaders, whether it's people in Congress, people in government or in outside groups, whether it's actors or PACs or anything. I think, you know, outside of attacking or going, you know, pointing out that the Democrats are doing or I'm sorry, the Republicans are doing horrible things, which we absolutely need to do because that's always motivating. I think we also need to understand the inner workings of Republicans aren't letting Democrats pass this for this reason or whatever. And then, you know, Joe could do all kinds of things, inviting people to come on and talk with him, and we know they won't. Um, But he could also be tweeting in Spanish a couple of times a week. It sounds like nothing, but it's a big deal. And, you know, Kirk Acevedo, who's been on my show many times, has said the Latino community is not a monolith. You know, it's, right. it's not like they're all just Catholics against abortion and that's how they're going to vote. There's a certain sector of, of that group that's good. There are certain port, part of that group that are thinking like that, but not all of them. And there right. is no freaking monolith with any real group. And I think Democrats could do a better job of outreach to the Latino community, outreach in general. And I'm not seeing it and it's freaking me out because it's not it's not that hard. You know, I mean, it doesn't guarantee a win, but it absolutely guarantees more people in this country, especially ones who don't usually vote. Oh, oh, this is happening. I didn't know that. And then all of a sudden they become a voter. Oh, wow. Um, 
I, first, I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, when people say the Democrats, you know, I like to make it clear that Nancy Pelosi and the House are doing what they're supposed to do. Yes, they are. They they have passed pretty much everything that we've ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's just getting stalled in the Senate. So let's let's be honest here. It's two people, Joe Manchin and mm-hmm. Kristen Cinema. Mm-hmm. Period. All right. They are the roadblocks. Um, now, what can be done to get them on board? I don't have the answer to that. Because, you know, when I have these discussions, the, you know, the one thing I say is, look, they hold all the cards. And I, and I hate saying this, but they do because they could say, you know what, if you push me too hard, I'll just go caucus with the Republicans. Exactly. And they will do that. Yeah, I, will. I, I would bet any amount of money they would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, what do you do to incentivize them to play ball? Because look, here's why I feel Democrats, and I've you know kind of changed my opinion on this, are a bit in, you know, in trouble. And I try to be optimistic, but you know, you have Republicans who are really screwing around with. Um, you know, voter suppression. Um, mm-hmm. They are changing laws in such a way that just a few thousand votes may make a difference between holding the House and losing it. Same thing with the Senate. Yes. Um, so in terms of, uh, you know, getting rid of the filibuster, for example, it needs to go. Mm-hmm. It needs to go yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't understand why you know, this is so hard for, you know, Joe Manchin and, 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 and cinema to understand. But at the flip side of that, you have to say, well, they have to understand this. So there has they to be understand. something right else that's going on here. Are they mm-hmm. being paid? Mm-hmm. You know, what what's happening? Once again, yeah. I don't well, really uh, Koch have brothers are paying uh, Joe Manchin. <laughs> right. You know, right. He's, he's going to fundraisers for Republicans and he's getting Coke money. So that's right there. Right. I don't know about right. cinema. I don't even trust, I, I've said this so many times, but I don't even trust she's a real Democrat. I would not be surprised to find out she was a plant. Anything is possible at this mm-hmm. point. I, you know, and, and, and I, once again, I don't want to make it sound like conspiracy theories out right. there, but when someone is behaving a certain yes, way. You're going to wonder what's going on. Right. And, and their behavior, there, there's really no explanation. Um, so, you, you know, it's like Occam Razor, kind of the simplest answer. Yeah. You, you know, the, so it's what's happening. Um, so Joe, Joe, I, I agree with you. I think he, so far he's doing an excellent job with what he has to deal with. But I don't have the answer in terms of getting these two to finally, yeah. you know, say, okay, look, we're, we're going to play ball. Um, so does that mean we expand on the Senate. I don't know if we can do that, only because of what we're seeing. Um, so, you know, like I said, I try to sometimes, you know, give my input and try to give a different perspective, but it's looking, it's looking really grim. And I hate, and I hate to say that because I, I, I saw a tweet of yours talking about this stuff, and I, and I don't want people to lose hope. I, right. That's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, we I need don't to want. have. We need to stay in the game but it's it's you know i think i think one thing and and it's not like overly hopeful or anything but i think perhaps i I will say this that when we're when we're looking on 
And, you know, I mean, I still think it's a good idea that Joe Biden should be talking to the people, you know, every week or every other week or whatever it would be. I I think that would help everything. Um, That said, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I guarantee Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer are talking. I, I know that they are trying to figure out a strategy. And I mean, Schumer's not my favorite. I don't hate him or anything. I just, I'm not in love with him. Like, I think Nancy Pelosi is a freaking badass. And that woman is, like, I just bow to her. I've criticized her before, but she's amazing. And, you know, I think I think that maybe, maybe with this infrastructure bill, the Democrats could, you know, like Pelosi or, or I'm sorry, Schumer and Biden could go to Mansion and Cinema and say, look, if you want something... If you want to bring this back to your state, you got to work with me. You got, you know, the compromise is at least reform on the filibuster. And I don't know if that's going to work, but that might be one way because like you said, it has, it's not about, they know what this means. They fully understand. The only thing that I don't get is why Kirsten Sinema thinks that she's going to get reelected or, you know, (laughs) like, or, or even like, okay, let's say, the worst case scenario happens and we lose democracy. Well, that's it for her. Nobody oh. gives a shit about her. Uh, McConnell doesn't care about her. DeSantis isn't going to care about her unless she becomes a full-blown MAGA. Then she, you know, then she might be able to save herself. But as a Democratic representative, this is not working well for her. And it is, she is in Arizona. So the scary thing, just like with Manchin, is you know, as much as I hate Manchin right now and hate is like, that's pretty much the word I'm going to stick with. Um, he's been reelected many, 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 many times by his constituents. And if he only were to vote with the Democrats 5% of the time, it's better than no percent. Although in this case, in this case scenario, it isn't better because he's not working with us and, and what he's doing could potentially mean the fall of American democracy. And his head is so inflated that he refuses to see that. So it's so it's like that's the problem I have with Manchin. It's like, well, okay, yeah, sure. You can talk all day about running a, a Democrat in West Virginia to go against Joe Manchin. You're basically talking about uh, you, you're going to lose and we're just going to get a MAGA. And here we are in Arizona. So if she's primaried by another Democrat and doesn't win, you know, and gets knocked off, well, are we secure? Like we said, as Arizona turned blue, did it really turn blue? Is it going to be blue in 2024? Yeah. And, and if she continues this, I guarantee she's not going to, mm-hmm. she's not going to win. Um, she's not. No. Um, she will have, but you, you know, one thing that you said, you know, you said, you know, if we lose democracy, well, here's the thing. If on one six, if Trump had succeeded and let's say those, those insurrectionists or domestic terrorists, whatever you want to call them, they were not protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a lot worse than that. Uh, if they had happened to make it into the chamber, if they had happened to you know take uh, you know senators hostage, or whatever, what does she think was going to happen to her? Right. You know what does Joe Manchin think was going to happen to him? Mm-hmm. They more than likely would have been murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's what they were there to do. They were yeah. there to go after Pelosi and Democrats and murder people. Um, so. That's the part I'm not getting and I'm not understanding. We have to try to prevent that from happening again. And the only way we do that is by electing more Democrats. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, make no mistake about this. And, you know, and I want your listeners, because 
you know, it's so much back and forth with this. Mm -hmm. One six was a coup attempt, period. Yes. It was it was not a you know a protest, you know, it was not a tour. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was a coup tour. attempt yeah. led by Donald Trump and other elected officials, period. Mm -hmm. um, so they're trying this again. You know, they're going to continue to do this until they're successful yes. or until they're defeated you know, yes. able, right you know so i just I, I i honestly i just i don't get it you know I, I i just don't get it but you know hopefully like you said maybe uh they can be bribed i mean i don't like yeah. to use that word bribe when but it comes that's to what they do in congress that's what yeah, presidents yes. do all you the know, time it, they're persuaded the backdoor to, deals <laughs> uh to play ball with you know getting some things for their state uh billions of dollars worth of of whatever um you know we, we will see um but w one thing <laughs> um you know, on a lighter note so did you hear about uh, Candace Owens. No, and... uh, no, I, you had put this in your notes and I don't know about it. So please enlighten uh, me. <laughs> yes. She, she went to Aspen. Um, so I, I don't know why she was in Aspen, but she was in Aspen. And for whatever reason, she went to get a COVID-19 test. And the co-owner of the facility that does the uh, testing there uh, basically told her no you know fuck off um she sent her an email i i don't have it in front of me right but she she was polite oh in, i in remember this now okay, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah 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 and uh you know she basically told her you know because of your disinformation and the things that you're doing you know i can't i can't serve you um wow because you're you what you're doing is helping mm -hmm. to you know keep this pandemic going basically so there was a lot of controversy. You know, you have people yeah. on one side that are saying, hey, look, you know, she denied her health care, which, no, she did not deny her health care. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not true. Uh, you know, it's a private uh, testing facility. She denied mm -hmm. her the ability to get a test where she had other options to go get a test. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously people like me was like, good for her. You know, if you were spinning, you know, pretty much every day tweeting disinformation, posting disinformation about the pandemic, um, risking millions of lives mm -hmm. with this disinformation. Why do you think you should be serviced? Um, so, you know, that controversy went on for, for a few days. And I was just curious, you know, what you think in terms of, you know, do you think it's, it's okay for a private company to deny someone service when they are, spreading disinformation about the pandemic uh well you know i have a couple of thoughts on this because uh first of all i do not like candace owens at all and <laughs> i blocked her there's a couple of people that i blocked like i blocked glenn greenwald and her and right. i'm trying to think there's a couple other ones that are just as toxic and they kind of scare me and the reason they scare me is you know, a couple things like, you know, I know that if I piss off the far left, which is Glenn Greenwald, uh, usually what winds up happening is I get a bunch of 
assholes who go give me bad reviews on my podcast. And as much as I, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't, I care less than I used to, but it's, it's still something that, you know, you work hard on. And if somebody legitimately doesn't like my show, then I'm okay with a bad review. But if it's just because we have different, you know, differences of opinion. And so Candace has always made me feel uncomfortable and there's something specifically about her. And I, I can't put my finger on it. I think she is clearly bought but she's mm-hmm. she's so smart and she's really fucking good she's like kellyanne conway good at the spin it's like whatever you throw at her if you throw at her truth she just spins it so quick and i don't know there's just something about her that frightens me it's the same thing with glenn greenwald he's really good at turning shit around on you and so i look at this and i think okay the problem that i would have with a private company denying her is that if she does indeed, ha- if she did indeed have COVID, which I think she did, um, she could spread it to people. And right. by not knowing, you know, that could hurt other people. So that would be the problem that I would have. But I also feel like, okay, well, in our society, private companies are like, if you don't follow our rules, just like with Trump, you get kicked off of Twitter. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I don't ha- and and she can go get tested elsewhere. So because she can get tested elsewhere, um, I kind of applaud that woman for shunning her because I I honestly believe that these people need to be shunned. But right. the scary part is if she does have COVID and then she can give it to more people. So that's the that's the conundrum for well, me. Here's the thing, and and that was you know quite a bit uh, uh, you know of my followers who said, well look. You know, she didn't get to test. So if she knew, you know, if she didn't know, I should mm-hmm. say that she was COVID positive, she can give it to other people. And my argument to that was, well, she doesn't believe in masking. She right. doesn't believe in in the vaccination. So if she did receive a positive result, mm-hmm. what was she going to do? Right. You know, would, right. She, would she really quarantine herself? Yeah. Or would she still continue to go about, you know, doing business as usual? And to be quite frank with you, I think she would have gone about just doing business as usual. Yeah, as I don't long as think she, she felt good done. enough, I think she would. And I agree with you. I totally agree yeah. with you. And, and so I think the answer to this is I do think that the uh, anti-science, dangerous, disinformation, chaos agents should be shunned. I don't think we shun them enough. I think we should shun. I mean, I was like, why does anyone fucking talk to Rick uh, or Steve Bannon? It's like, why? Why give him any air on anything? Um, Yeah, so it's... Well, then now let me ask you this, because uh, Joe Rogan got COVID. Mm -hmm. Joe Bro Rogan. And he was poo-poo... He kind of poo-pooed the vaccine. He didn't straight out say you shouldn't take it. But he basically said you don't need it. And if you're healthy and you're young and you're this and that, you don't need it. So then he gets COVID and then he takes ivermectin, which the (laughs) FDA tells us don't do that. And then but he also took the word that I can't pronounce. Is it monoclonal monoclonal antibodies? Yes. Uh, so I said it right. Um, But he he took those. Those are probably are what making him. That's what's not curing him, but making him better. It's not the fucking iver- it's not the horse dewormer, which I would imagine if he took the ivermectin, it was prescribed, which was the human version. I'm sure he right. wasn't getting the horse version, um, right. but he's pitching that shit. And, and it's like, I mean, I look at somebody like him and I think, what, what the fuck? What do we do about <laughs> what do we do about him? 
You know, he's got he's making I don't re, I don't know how much money he makes, but it's millions of fucking dollars to have a podcast. It's lots of money. And he's out there getting a legitimate treatment, but pushing the treatment that doesn't work. How do we handle that? What do we do well, with that? I, look, I, <laughs> I, for, for the past, I don't know, what has it been, two months now, give or take? Um, you know, we have been looking at this in terms of looking at the disinformation around ivermectin. And you know, on Twitter, for example, it's being pushed every second of the day. And just recently, over the you know the past few days, uh, there's a uh, like I don't want to call it a meme, but there's a photo uh, that's that's going around where they're showing this list from the World Health Organization. Excuse me, World Health Organization. <laughs> World Health Organization. Okay, tongue tied there. Um, where ivermectin is on the essential list mm-hmm. of you know different medications. Yes, for fighting. Parasites. Yes. You know, you know, <laughs> that's what it's for. Yeah. You know, so um they're sharing this and they're trying to make it seem as if like it's it's effective against COVID. No, yeah. it's not. It's 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 not. You know, there there has been some limited testing. Um, I think in like a laboratory where it it it, it was able to kill some type of virus or something mm-hmm. along those lines, but in humans, it would basically kill us at the dosage or, you know, the amount that would be needed. Um, I mean, look, I could take bleach and I can kill a virus. Yeah, right. But I can't use bleach to kill it in my body because it's going to kill me along with the virus. Um, so I want people to understand this because I'm hoping that no one who listens to you is even thinking about taking ivermectin. But if you are, please don't. Right. Please do not take ivermectin. It does not work. It will not help treat COVID-19. Period. Um, so the the people that are doing this, you know, I get asked a lot. Well, why is this happening? Well, one, you you do have outside forces, um, you know, places like China, for example, uh, that want to see America in in turmoil. So if they can keep putting disinformation out, mm-hmm. and they can say, hey, look, take this drug, it's going to make you feel better, and then you have a significant number of Americans taking this drug and ending up in the hospital, you're just causing, you know, a lot of chaos for your adversary. Yeah. Um, but then you have people <laughs> like we were just talking about um, who are pushing this stuff and you, you're like, well, what are they getting out of this? Like, yeah. what, what are they gaining? Exactly. Yeah. And you said it, it, you know, people are being paid mm-hmm. to do this stuff. People like Candace Owens yep. are getting paid to do this. Um, so, you know, I, I we, we talked about it earlier in your show. Republicans want things to be bad for Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever's paying them, no, hey, look, go take the. They don't care about their constituents taking ivermectin because at the end of the day, they're hoping that they, oh, I, I got sick from this. I blame Biden. Yeah, it's on Biden's watch. It's his fault. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. This is all about making things so bad for Biden that. By the time the midterms come along, mm-hmm. people are like, we're so upset with Biden. We're so upset with the Democrats. We're going to give it back to the Republicans because it wasn't this bad when, you know, they had control. That's that's what all of this is about. Um, but please don't take ivermectin because, you know, I just heard, uh, uh, just read something about 
it's sterilizing men. You know, it could. It oh could my make, god! Yeah. <laughs> right. So oh you're trying god. to fix one thing and causing a whole lot exactly. of other problems. Oh my god! Right? Um, you know, we're gonna take one more quick break and then we will be right back. Okay, we're back, and you know, I wanted to. I want to bring something up now that I've been seeing now. I mean, we. One of the things we have not yet discussed, and this might be the last thing, but before we get into it, um, again, I mentioned that Greg Abbott said that he was going, they were going to eliminate rape. And I don't know how putting bounties on the heads of people who are getting abortions is going to stop rape. I don't know his reasoning on that. And I know that he was asked a question about, you know, if, if, if somebody's raped, and, and I, I don't know what his answer, I didn't even follow that. But before we get into the Texas thing, um, I have been seeing liberals, more than one, whether they're commenting on or posting memes, this is making me so fucking angry, saying, should women who lie about rape go to jail? Where are all the fucking memes saying, should people who rob banks go to jail? Should people who commit crimes go to jail? Yes, obviously, they should be held accountable for their criminal actions. But these memes, I believe, are being put out by right-wingers and liberals are falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Yes, they should go to jail. And what they don't realize is when they see these memes pop up over and over and over again, it makes them doubt literal, like, like real survivors, legit right. survivors. Some, they already have trouble being believed so many people don't report raped because they fear they won't be believed it's very hard to prove it and so this just sets this tone that oh look at all those lying women out there lying about rape and when you look at the statistics it's anywhere i posted a bbc article it's like eight percent of uh the reported people who report rape are lying i think it there's another one that says like 3%. So the numbers are very, very, very low. Of course it happens from time to time. But it is right. not the majority. The majority is that people get raped, and it's not just women. Because when men get raped, they don't report it. I used to date somebody. It didn't last very long because he had an anger problem, and maybe this was the reason why. But he told me that he had been raped by a bunch of guys when he was a kid with, with a gun. Wow. With a gun. He was anally raped with a gun. I know he never reported that because he, but, but he was humiliated. And, and right. I don't know what went through his mind. We didn't, you know, I mean, when he told me that, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking heavy. But, um, you know, the, the real problem is the fact that men rape. I wrote an article that listed, and, and it was called White Men Rape Women and Children and Don't Go to Jail. Because I, I had this full list of all these, especially the white wealthy men. What One wealthy white man raped a baby. And because he was wealthy, the white judge, who was a male, decided that because he was wealthy, he wouldn't do well in prison. So nothing. No jail time, no punishment, nothing. And there was another kid, a white kid, who raped a baby on fucking camera. No jail time. Those are the problems that we're not hearing about, yet we're seeing memes that are suggesting that women are lying about rape all the time, and it's just fucking pissing me off, so I just had to get that off my chest. If you're a <laughs> liberal out there, and please don't comment. If you do comment, please make that point that this is just hurting survivors by suggesting that they're all fucking liars, and it, makes, and it just makes me angry. So anyway, getting to the uh, Texas thing, yeah, that was very upsetting for me because I recognize 
uh, not just as a woman, you know, I, I don't want to be only talking about women here because there are trans men that can get pregnant. Trans men already have enough fucking problems, especially if they're living in Texas with whatever they're dealing with, with, you know, who they are and, and the attitudes and the discrimination that they're facing. Add to it, if those trans men who can f get pregnant get pregnant, then and they want to have an abortion, I can't even imagine what life would be like. But just as a woman, looking at this law, it scares me because it's going to spread. The copycat laws are starting, and the, it's already happening in Florida. Once that door opens, it's like the floodgates opens throughout all the... And then as a woman, and you're a black man, so I understand that perhaps you might have similar your, or have had in your life f fear. Like, there are these fucking angry white people out there. There are angry men out there that just want to hurt women. There are angry people out there that just want to hurt black people. And you feel like you have a target on your back when laws like this, whether it's voter suppression laws or, you know, anti-abortion laws. It just, it's like, I don't feel safe. Well, that's it. That's the reason why the law was created. Yeah. It was created to scare women into not having an abortion. Yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, that's it. I'm, when you think about it, um, the way that the law is written, it, you know, if someone takes you there in terms of an Uber driver or mm -hmm. you know, someone who aided you, I mean, it's 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 insane to think that something like this would pass. But then, at the same time, when you look at what's been happening over the last mm -hmm. few years, it's not so insane no. when you look at the trajectory of where we're going. Mm -hmm. um, so when a few of us have been saying for quite some time, like, you know, we are headed towards the handmaid's tale. Mm -hmm. And we were called alarmists and all oh, that would never happen. Mm -hmm. And we're watching it happen in real yeah. time. Um, so you know, you know, Abbott did say he did say it's he did um, that you know we're going to eliminate rape, which is the most insane thing. <laughs> but oh, God. oh my god, um, it's like Trump saying you know, he was going to get rid of crime on his first day as POTUS. Yeah, it's you, you know, but I, I think it's a lot. It's a lot more to what he's saying that you know, at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, he may really do get rid of rape in terms of, yeah, rape is no longer going to be illegal, that men could basically right. do whatever the hell they want. Yes. Um, and the thing, you know, someone may be listening to this and say, come on now, that's never going to happen. Well, if I would have told you four years ago that yeah. this law was going to be law, you would say, Christopher, that's crazy. They would mm -hmm. never be able to get a law passed where there's bounties, <laughs> right. you know, you're getting paid, you know, you're able to sue whoever you want to sue. And if you win, you get a $10,000 bounty. Mm -hmm. um, if I would have told someone that four years ago, if, if I probably would have told someone that a year ago, mm -hmm. they would have thought I was insane. Mm -hmm. Well, look where we're at now. So what's to stop them next from saying, you know, something, you know, right. Like, is it really rape? You know what? Yeah. Unless let's get rid of that too. Um, so I, I, it is scary. I, I have to tell you as a, as a black man and as a, as a father of two daughters, mm -hmm. it's scary because when does this stop? You know, where does it stop? Um, you know, like you said, it's going to Florida. Where else will we see? I think this? there's a bunch of States that are doing it. And the, and you know what? The fear isn't just that like women in red States will not choose abortion as a woman who lives in a blue state. And I feel like, you know, I've had 
I've been very fortunate in many ways in, in my life. I think my, I, I'm six foot tall and I have very large bones and obviously a, kind of a commanding presence. And, you know, I've gotten all of the emails and the warnings. Like if you're out alone at night, hold your keys between your fingers. Don't put your hair in a ponytail because men can pull it and all this shit. Even though a lot of the rapes happen uh, with people you know. There's, right. there's always, you know, check in the backseat of your car before you get in. So I've always been aware of that. I've always been somebody who I don't just go into a, a dark parking lot and assume everything's going to be great. I'm always kind of like, all right, I, I'm aware of my surroundings. I've also, you know, read where if you're walking down the street or something like that, you look at someone in the eye. Or if, if there's somebody coming up to attack you, you look at them in their eye so that you can identify them in a lineup. So I always look at people in the eye. And I... I'm sure that if there were any men who wanted to attack me on the street, they probably thought twice, like, she's not going to be so easy to fight. They usually probably pick somebody who's smaller than me and doesn't look as strong. And, you know, and, and, and so therefore, I've been fairly, you know, it doesn't mean that I've always had it so easy and everything's been perfect, but I haven't been attacked on the street and, you, you know, I feel like what scares me is out on the street now, I mean, when I go to the grocery store, I'm not freaking out. I don't have that thought. But like when I see these when I see these laws being passed, my thought is like, okay, well, I'm a woman, and so what's gonna stop some, you know, do some like MAGA dude who's on steroids who sees me and decides he doesn't like something I say and thinks because all this shit is going down with women that it's okay to hurt me or to, you know, I mean, I've, we've seen it with masks. People are getting violent. Right. And so it's like, right. you know, well, some of these men who are just entitled, angry, again, steroids has a lot to do with it, but not only, they don't only have to be on steroids. It's just this idea that they are superior to women and that they should have the power and they feel that it's okay to beat them up or hurt them or something. You know, I mean, even if I don't get beat up, there's those fucking Karens walking around coughing on people. You know? Not just superior to women, superior to everyone. To who everyone. Are, are not white males, basically. Right, exactly. Um, and I, I, listen, I completely understand your fear because we are in a place that, unfortunately, these things are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, okay. Like you said, you know, the, the, the statistics show that the majority of rapes happen with people that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Um, but let's, let's be honest here. People do get raped by strangers as yes. well. Like you said, walking down the street, going yeah. into a parking lot. And these men that we see now, they use, they use these tactics as way of, of, of scaring people, obviously, mm-hmm. with control. And I would not be shocked if we saw an increase in just random attacks i think we are i think we're going to i think we're seeing a little you know i mean just on social media kathy griffin this wasn't an attack but kathy griffin posted a video of some white guy walking into a grocery store with this enormous fuck biden flag and you know i mean this guy was overweight and he he just looked like you know he sits on the couch and stuffs his face with Doritos. I don't, you know, but that doesn't mean he's not ready for a fight. And I just, you know, I don't know what to expect. I live in a blue state. So I feel like because I live in a blue state, I'm for, you know, I'm not living in Alabama. I'm not living in Kentucky. So it's a different feel. But at the same time, there are still 
you know, MAGA people walking around here. Oh, yeah. I said, you know, a couple, my mom and I went to DC, I think it was in 2018, maybe 2019, I don't remember, but either way, for the Cherry Blossom Festival, and everything was great. And then we saw this group of kids, and they were like high school age wearing MAGA hats and they were walking mm. around in a big group and you could just see the entitlement and the, and they wanted to intimidate everybody. And for me, it didn't ruin my day, but it ruined part of my day. And I wasn't afraid of them, but I was like, the fact that they were even there, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm anti-Trump, but I didn't wear my Trump for prison hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right, right, I wasn't right. trying, I'm not trying to intimidate. It's like these people who put their, you know, I, I keep seeing that kind of uh, messaging on Twitter, like, I don't put up a Biden flag on my car because my whole fucking identity isn't wrapped into politics. But it's like, these people are, they are brainwashed, they are in a cult, reasoning, facts, science, none of that matters to them. And they, it's like brute force. That's all they care about. And so if you are not a white man who is a Trump supporter, I can't believe we're still talking about Trump supporters, but he's the head of the party and he has a lot of power. If, if, you, if you are not a, a MAGA Trump supporter or just like a right-wing extremists, then anybody outside of that little circle is a target in some way or another. Yep. And, and that's just the truth. It, it is. Um... And you being vocal, you being out there makes you a target. Um, yes. It makes me a target. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've received, I've received death threats. I've received all types of crazy messages. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's part of what we do. But, you know, I, you know, I look, I know we're getting close to in here. Um, but, you know, I think about what you said about the hats, you know, the MAGA hats yeah. and the, you know, the, 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 the right-wing terrorists or whatever mm -hmm. the hell you want to call them. Um, you know, I think we're at a point um, in American history where we very well may see, and I hate to say this, another civil war. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not on the, uh, uh, hopefully not on the uh, level um, of the first God, one. God, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I, I do think, I, I do, because, you know, they're, they're people who want to hold on to the power that they have. Mm -hmm. um, and there are white men out there, um, and, I, and I try not to make this about white versus black and stuff like that, but th unfortunately there are white men out there yes. who feel like the, the country is is going in a direction where, you know, it's getting more It's, it's getting tan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, and what they don't seem to understand, look, you know, let's just, just, just keep it, real you know, white men are going to retain power pretty much probably to the end of time yes. more, more than likely um america getting a bit tanner is not going to all of a sudden you know make the next you know 30 black men uh the forbes top list or whatever the case may be it's still going to pretty much be the way that it is now mm -hmm. it's just going to be a tiny bit tanner but you know you have individuals who use that as yeah. a way of stirring up the pot to make folks feel like, oh, you know, if it gets too brown, you might be the one who who's treated a certain way, or you mm -hmm. may not be able to get right. Yes, exactly. None of that's going to happen. I, I can tell you that right now. Um, America getting a little bit more browner or tanner is not going to all of a sudden just you know tip the stick scales. That's just not going to happen. No. 
but they feel this way. Mm -hmm. And because they feel this way, they feel like enough is enough. We have to do something. We have to take control of the government. We have to, you know, Um, and that's the scary part. And we just, we saw a bit of it on one six. And Mm -hmm. and that was the, that was the beginning. That wasn't the end. Um, So, you know, I, like, like we talked about this, I think the last time, you know, I tell people all the time, look, I do what I do because I want to try my best to help kind of push back on this disinformation, try to get as uh, enough real information out there to arm people with, you know, things that they can push back. Um, but it's, you know, sometimes it feels like an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you, know, yes, <laughs> you know, like I said, I try to be optimistic. But the last few months, since the last time we talked, mm-hmm. I've been getting pretty pessimistic about our future. Well, it's hard. Country. It's hard not to. And, you know, what? I just want to add what you said about the Civil War. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend about that, who's also in politics. And, you know, he was saying, well, Malcolm Nance refers to it as an insurgency. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, and I like that word, and I've used it because we, it is an insurgency. And I, and I said, though, um, because my boyfriend is also a civil right. He just is so interested in the Civil War. He's, he knows a lot about it. He's taken me up to Gettysburg many times, and he could literally be a tour guide. He, he knows all this stuff about it. He's fascinated with it. And, you know, he sometimes he doesn't want to think that it's going to go to a civil war. And I said, okay, but we've got this insurgency. So what happens when, and, and it's, not, it's not the 1860s. So we don't have the same kinds of weapons. It's, it, if there is a civil war, it's not going to be fought in that way. I don't know how it would be fought, but it won't be fought in that way. And, you know, my boyfriend said something like, well, you know, you call the authorities and they have to handle it. But what if it's, it's a lot bigger than what the, the, the authorities can mm-hmm. handle when you've got all these First of all, you've got a lot of white policemen in this country who are white supremacists, and they've infiltrated the police department. They've infiltrated the military, and we've got that to deal with. But, you know, you have too many violent acts happening all at once. How does America handle that? And eventually, it's going to be people fighting each other which is a, would be a civil war. I can't predict exactly how it would all unfold. But, I mean, if you've got, you've got all these white supremacists, proud boy types, they, they want to take over state houses, they want to kidnap governors. Okay, they didn't necessarily do it. Some, some of their plots were thwarted. But if you have 15, 20, 30 times the amount of people making that effort all across the United States, then what happens? Because, I mean, are, are, is Biden going to call out the military? And then if that does happen, because the Proud Boys, the, I think the leader of the Proud Boys, who I just think he's going to prison for like five months, he said yeah. something like, if, if, if Trump goes to jail, it's on. Um, so how do we, you know, I mean, it, it would be a civil war because what else is it going to be? If you have the if you have the military coming out and fighting the right wingers, they're going to see that as okay. It's us against them, and there are millions of them. Trump got seventy some million votes. That's a lot right. of people. Well, you know, just just to put this out there, um, and I agree with you. You have a lot of police officers who are white supremacists. We saw that with the one six. Um, there are there are quite a bit uh, few people of the American military who are also white supremacists, who are also MAGA. Um, but the one thing 
folks, you know, they, you know, there are a lot of liberals, you know, progressives, you know, who are for gun rights and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of liberals who own firearms. Yeah, you know, that's true. You know, there are a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so when I have these discussions about civil wars and things like that, and, you know, folks on the right believe like, you know, we'll just get our guns and we'll be able to mow. No, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> um, that's just, I can tell you that's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, as a country, we don't want to go through that. And, and, and we want to try to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So I think, and, you know, and I would like to just say this really quickly, um, the way, one of the ways we avoid that is by, sending people to prison and I, i'm i'm just going to keep it real yeah we have to i agree if there if there were any senators any you know congressmen that were uh you know part of this um they need to be indicted mm -hmm. they need to be tried and and they need to be sent to prison uh if they are found guilty um whoever was involved in this need to go to jail that's that's the first thing but the second thing is that we need to stop with the BS and start treating these people like domestic terrorists. Yes. Um, you know, if, if the FBI needs more funding, if they need more people, then get, get them that. If, mm -hmm. if, if a whole new organization, uh, you know, needs to be uh, created, a new entity within the government, then so be it. Mm -hmm. But this was, this was predicted back when Obama uh, was elected. I think it was the first year when a report came out and, you know, folks on the right were laughing and said, oh, you know, this is, this is BS because they saw that there was an increase, a significant increase in white supremacy. Um, you know, these militias and all this other stuff, um, you know, people joining these groups. So this was back, I think it was either 2009 or 2010 when this report came out. Um, so this was known even back then and we didn't do much of anything. Um, and then we had one six and, and in my opinion, not much is happening now. Um, so we have to start treating these people like a threat mm -hmm. because they are a threat. Yeah. Um, like you said, if you have people plotting to kidnap governors or assassinate governors and try to take over Congress and assassinate, uh, uh, you know, members of Congress, it, it, oh, uh, hello, you know, th that's right. a problem. Yes. So, you know, people going to prison, I think, would kind of tamp down this, yeah. this rhetoric. Um, but oh, we got, I guess we got to wait and see. <sighs> well, it's just, <laughs> it's just so all overwhelming. And, you know, I, I did start this show in a good mood and I'm actually weirdly still in a decent mood. Um, right. despite the fact that, you know, I, I think, you know, it's like when I talk to my mom every morning and both of us, you know, it's like, oh my God, the news today. Oh my God, the news today. And I told her, I said, you know what? It's just, it's so hard to be outraged 24 seven. And sometimes I just, I got, I, I have, I have to laugh or I have to step back from not necessarily the news, but just step back from the emotion of the news because I can't, I can't take it. I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know where this country is going. I just have to kind of, I, all I do is I visualize the uh, Senate expanding for Democrats, the, the, the House expanding for Democrats, and Joe Biden winning again. And hopefully we can find a way to get this voting rights bill passed, be, both of them, because then if we do, there is a shot for this country. And that's what I just keep focusing on. And I, I also feel exactly the way that you do. I feel cynical. I feel worried. I'm concerned. But we, you know, I felt this way in 
what, what it, like 2018. And thankfully, Democrats showed up. And I know that we're up against all the voter suppression laws and stuff like that, and it's only going to get worse. But maybe, maybe the people who were paying attention in 2018 and 2020 are going to pay attention again. And I hope to see that, you know, there will be the, the, out, the, the, the turnout that we need and the understanding of like, all right, we are in this position of make or break. I hope that happens. And that's what I'm going on because that's, all, you know, talk to me on Friday and I might be crying. But today, I'm just like we we got we we have to see, we have to see this out. We have to it, it it can happen. We have had other times in history, whether it's been in America or in other countries, in Germany, where things have been awful and then they've improved. So I'm I hope we don't get to a worst case scenario before we can get to the better case scenario. But you know we can only do what we do. And gr- I'm thankful for your voice. I appreciate your voice. You're a voice of reason. You're funny, and you know, I think when you're funny, you're able to reach people in a way that, you know, humor always kind of like melts resistance, you know. Right. And so I think that the, you know, the, the humor comes into play and you're just very matter of fact. And I appreciate it. It's like I've always said, like the way that you would go after Ryan Knight. It was like, woohoo! <laughs> 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 that grifting Sesso B. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, obviously. I enjoy your tweets, tweets and I enjoy talking to you. Um, before I let you go, though, you need to tell everybody where to find you. Sure. Um, I mean, they can find me on Twitter at uh, CBoozy, C B O U Z Y, or at uh, botsignal.com. Awesome. Well, you can find me at author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. And then all my books are on Amazon. Christopher, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for inviting me again, Kim. Well, Thank you'll you. be coming back because we didn't get to all your points. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, by that time, probably by that time. I know there'll be new points. <laughs> all right. Well, you take care. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.